relationships over transactions. Always, always put relationships first over transactions. When you're first starting as a realtor, it's tough. Like it's it's difficult because you don't have clients. You have nothing, and so you gotta ha- you gotta find a way, and you just gotta just grind it out as much as possible. Um, but if you want to speed it up, get a coach. If you want to speed it up, get a you know hire somebody one off, get a coach, and and and, and they'll teach you. They will ask for help. Yeah, ask for help, man. Ask for help. Go to and if you cannot afford a coach, go to a top producer and and tell them, listen, man, I want to just shout at you and learn from you. You know, so relationships or transactions man just just do that hello and welcome to the agent podcast with your host that's me raymond Sholseth. let's dive in Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my buddy Arturo coming to us out of New York. Arturo, what's up, man? Hey man, what's going on? <laughs> working it, brother. Working it. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be on the, the podcast. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's a privilege. So Arturo, I always start with this. Why real estate? Why real estate, man? I had no other choice. <laughs> okay. I like that. That's a great answer. Yeah. Let's dig into it. I like back against the wall stories. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit about my background. Like I, I came here from, came to the United States from Peru Okay. with my parents in 2003. We actually, all of us came in as uh, uh, overstayed visas. So um, we were partially undocumented for a number of years. And that was just... You know, that was very tough for us for the first couple of years. And in 2013, 2012, I, I was just finishing college. I graduated from CUNY Hunter College um, and I was still undocumented. But um, I don't know if you remember this in Obama, President Obama passed a law called DACA. He okay. did a, an executive order for um, undocumented minors and gave him legal status. Like they could work in the United States, they could have, you know, driver's licenses and everything. And so um, at that point, I was like, okay, I now I have a shot at the American dream. I can actually get something done. And, uh, you know, let's just let's just see what we can get out of it. So when I finished, I, you know, started getting all my documents, like my, my driver's license, work permit, social security number, all that stuff. And I got a job at a chemical company because I graduated from a, with a degree in chemistry. It's like, I know you're the little bit of engineer. We're talking before this. And I started there and I was working as making a good salary, making a good salary, like $50,000 a year. And uh, six months later, I realized like, I hate working in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like coming in to work at a laboratory and just doing the same repetitive task every single day. And so I could tell that I was, you know, I was just like, I don't feel, I don't help feel happy at this job right now. Should I try something else? Let me just see what else I can do. And I ended up talking to the CEO of the company. I was like, Hey, Hey, David, I'm not feeling too good about this job. I'm not sure. And he said, you know what? We're just going to have to let you go if you're not happy. And I didn't, I didn't know that that was going to happen. Like I didn't know that he was going to fire me on the spot, but he did. And so I had recently just bought a brand new Mazda 6, you know, like guy who just made $50,000 a year. I'm like, I have so much money. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, and let's see what we can do. So now I'm unemployed with a $500 a month 
car payment, a $500 a month insurance payment, a $1,000 a month rent, <laughs> and I have no money. So I, I, you know, started talking to friends. I'm like, you know, I need to get another job, but this is the middle of the recession. So I couldn't find anything. And so one of my friends was actually a real estate broker. And he said, you know what? You'd be good as a real estate agent, man. Why don't you come work for me and I'll pay for your license. So he literally fronted me $500 and no money, told me to go to school. I went back, I moved back to New York city. I went to school for four weeks, got my real estate license. And that's how, that's how it all started, man. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. It just, it just started out of nowhere. I'm like, what should I do? And just get your real estate license and start renting apartments in, in, uh, in the upper West side. Can we back up a minute and go back to the whole, how your family got here and talk about that for a minute? Because I think that there's a lot of people that would relate to that story that are real estate agents today across the United States. Right. You, do you have siblings? I have a brother. Okay. So you and your brother got legal status as minors. What happened with your parents? They're residents now. They're about to be citizens. It's been 20 years since that happened, but they're on their way to become citizens through my brother who's married a citizen. And yeah. And now he's, he's fully settled in the U S he lives in New Jersey. He lives in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. Uh, my parents live in New York, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many, I, I feel like, I mean, when I, when I started my career in real estate, when I started talking to people, especially in New York, it's like, there's so it's, it's attractive to so many people because the low barrier, right? This is a very low entry uh, barrier of entry. You can just go in and get your license, $300, $250, and now you're a fully licensed real estate agent and you can get started. All you need is a card a laptop and a phone. And now you're making deals. You're talking to homeowners. One day you're, you're broke. The next day you're getting a $10,000 check, you know, $20,000 check. And you're just like, holy crap, this is like so much money. I never seen so much money in my life. And it's attractive for a lot of people, especially, you know, guys and, you know, people who are, don't have a lot of money to get started you know, just on a fully fledged business. It's a great way to try out entrepreneurship because it's like, it's so easy and it's like very low risk. You're not risking your entire life savings on it. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of people that would argue with that. It's so easy part, right? <laughs> Cause it's hard work and yeah. you go to school, but you go to school to pass the test. You don't go to school and learn how to operate a business, right? You need to figure that out. You need to get kicked in the face, kicked in the side, hit a few times and figure it out as you go unless you have a good mentor or you're in some type of program that helps you build up. But um, were your parents hustlers and grinders? Like, did they have a good work ethic? Is that where you get it from and figured out how to grind to create something for yourself? Yes, yes. So both both my parents, they're still working actually. My mom is 60, 62 and my dad's 69. And my dad's still working as a plumber for local one in New York. My mom's still a nail technician. She's still doing her thing. And now I actually got her selling eBay, <laughs> selling clothes on eBay. So that's, that's pretty fun for her. Um, they, they've been working their entire lives. And, um, you know, I remember when I was like, I was a teenager, I would wake up at six in the morning. My dad's already out the door. He was like, he'd be up at four in the morning, getting ready. He'd just be out the door, getting, uh, getting to work. So that's where my work ethic, ethic comes from. But 
and you're right about that. I want to touch base on, on what you said about it being very difficult. It's easy to get in. What's hard is to, to actually break to through so many, so many real estate agents. I mean, I remember when I started, the people that I started with are not the people that I'm with right now. I mean, they're all gone. They're all doing something else. They're just, they're just not in the business anymore. And I, I attribute that to real estate schools only teaching theory, not really teaching you business at all. They don't teach you anything about running a business or how, you know, how to uh, uh, put a spreadsheet together, how to calculate your, your balance sheet, how to market, how to, uh, you know, how to be a marketer, especially digitally now that everything's on social media. They don't talk about Instagram, Facebook, anything. And so it's like the moment you get your license, that's like, that's the very bottom of the, of, of the pyramid. Now you gotta, now you gotta learn about business, marketing, sales, customer service, project management. And there's so many things that you gotta, uh, you gotta get started with just to break through, honestly. Yeah. So that's a Unless great, you have a good mentor. Yeah. So that's a great segue. So you're with EXP. EXP is a digital brokerage in a digital world. How is your business structured? What does it look like for you? Are you a solo agent? Are you part of a team? What, how, walk us through that. I'd love to, for you to kind of dissect a little bit about how your business works and how you've set it up to serve your clients. So, so I, yeah, so I am, I am part of a team. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real estate investor and also an agent as well. And I'm part of a larger team of uh, a medium-sized team of about six or seven agents or so. I uh, can't remember right now. And we have a team leader. His name is Brian. And we have uh, two buyers agent. I'm a listing agent, two buyers agent, one transaction coordinator, and one marketing director who handles a lot of the postcards and, and, and you know social media posts and all of that. We have a videographer that we work with you know, every once in a while. And just like everything's now moving to, towards video and just putting out as much content as possible on social media. It's just getting it out there as much as possible. Our business is like 50-50, you know, buyers, 50% buyers, 50% sellers. And a lot of it is coming on, coming in from a lot of referral business, a lot of uh, relocation business. Believe it or not, a lot of people are moving back to New York and New Jersey now that, now that the pandemic sort of kind of like dying down. Um, a lot of people moved out moved out of New York because they thought that the world was ending. And now people are seeing that, okay, things are back. Things are back to normal again. Let's see if maybe we just come back to our old place. Um, yeah. So we get a lot of relocation business, a lot of short sales, a lot of foreclosures, a lot of repeat business from investors who, you know, these guys are buying not just one, but they buy another one and another one, another house, another house. And it's just gobbling up as many houses as possible in the business. So yeah, and majority of it comes from uh, believe it or not, we're just well, we're we're just dialing for dollars, man. Just cold calling all day. Um, we have two two virtual assistants in the Philippines that are cold calling nonstop all day long, and uh, and that's how the business is uh, sort of structured at the moment. Yeah. So I see the Russell Brunson uh, expert book series behind you. Are you self taught when it comes to digital marketing and funnels <laughs> and creating? you know, lead magnets and things like that? Are you utilizing that stuff in your business model? Yes. Yes. I, I got into it. I, so I got into it as a digital marketer to understand the basic premise and the idea behind, you know, funnels, sales funnels and marketing funnels, which is totally different. 
but Russell Brunson is like a huge inspiration. I came back from Funnel Hacker, Funnel Hacking Live back in September, and it was like an amazing experience. So, so yes, when you're when we're we're integrating funnels right now at a at a high level, not at a you know at the micro level. We're just we're just you know we're trying to understand. I'm trying to understand funnels and sequences like email sequences. That's something that's very key, especially when you're running webinars. And we've been testing different models, like for example, like the the VSL model. We, we tried that for for homeowners. We did we did that for for also for like distressed properties, and we did one that was more like a like a straight up just in time GIT webinar for investors and homeowners. And we started getting leads that way. Uh, we you, just started calculating the different costs for leads and all that. So yeah, Arturo, can we pause right there and can you break down the difference between a VSL versus a, a just in time? webinar for our listeners that don't necessarily understand what those acronyms mean? Absolutely. So this is more, a little more advanced, but so a VSL is just like, it's, it's a lander, right? You have a landing page, right? And there's copywriting that's very specific to that target audience. So you have, let's say you're, you're a realtor, you're targeting buyers, right? So you have a list of, you know, luxury homes and Ocean County, New Jersey, right? So like the Jersey Shore, and um, click here if you want to if, if you want to get a list of homes, right? So someone unsuspecting consumer will will click on that link. They'll input their contact information, first last name, phone number, email. They'll get redirected to a second page without absolutely no other buttons. So it's very it, it's very purposeful. They go to the second page, and the second page is now it could be the realtor, could be a uh, spokesperson, could be anybody now talking to the consumer about something else. So it's a value ladder, right? So they start here and now they're up here. Now they're watching a video. It could be a five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute video. We noticed that a 10 to 12 minute video is, is, is best. And it explains the value proposition of that specific company. So it could be, you know, we're realtors in Ocean County and we're number one and we sell these many homes and blah, blah, blah. So watch this. When you're watching the video, you're understanding first you're getting you're getting trust because you're watching the person. You're, you're looking at the person right in front of you. You're, you're getting credibility right away. You're demonstrating value to, to the person and you're offering them, you're offering something at the end. So the, it could be a phone call. It could be a consultation or it could be, you know, a property tour if you have something like that. And then on this, on if they say yes and they click on the next the next step, they could be set up with either a phone call, scheduling service like a software, Calendly or whatever, or or you know a thank you page that says here call me at this number, right? And so we've we played around with VSL, so that's VSL, and a JIT a just in time webinar is um, it's the same. It's a landing page that takes you to a webinar um it's a webinar room right broadcasting room and you're you're directed to that page just in time so if like someone clicks on it and says hey we're having an event here for first time for buyers we're having a first time buyer seminar online and uh this is going to be a class that's actually just in time if you click on it it says right right it's 3:45 and it says oh we're having one at 4 o'clock right away so the software there's many softwares out there you can use it tells you when you can you can join that webinar 
and uh, and then you're directed to it, and it looks very live, it looks very interactive, and it's actually very high. There's a lot of this much higher conversion rate than a VSL, but the 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 webinar can be uh, more complicated to set up than than a standard VSL. There's there's you definitely need to be like a tech tech nerd to like set up a webinar uh, funnel. So yeah, and then that directs you to a either. Some people end up offering a low ticket item. So let's say, you know, if, if you want to learn, if you want to become a um, a buyer, a very qualified buyer, you know, we have a program for $37, purchase that. And then the next page would be something like an invitation to a phone call or a consultation, right? And so um, a lot of the large teams, I know, I know a couple of Keller Williams at EXP teams that are running webinars in their local markets and they're killing it. They're just they're blowing blowing everybody else out the water because it's a way for you to literally talk to like hundreds of people in like in like half an hour you can you can have 500 attendees in in a half hour webinar whereas you would have to be all day on the phones trying to talk to 500 people right so that's that's the power of technology right now where you can literally you know have as many uh, as many leads come in and if you have the manpower like you gotta have the manpower to actually convert these leads into into customers and into homeowners and and get get them to close so yeah and there's there's a process right there's both a process to a cost because typically you're going to come up with an ad that is very regulated on facebook instagram tiktok youtube whatever they're gonna see that ad, click on that ad, you'll have their click through to either the VSL, which is a video sales letter, or the JIT webinar, just-in-time webinar. And then from there, they're gonna follow either one of those funnels based upon what's attractive to them and what you know how good your messaging is in talking to them for what you're actually trying to get. Now for you, for both of these methods, you have to have a team somewhere to be running all of this stuff because it is not built overnight. It is a process. It takes time. You have copywriting, video, messaging, recording, slideshows, all these different things to built into it. Is this the, the yes. primary way you guys are getting your leads today as a team? No, okay. no way, no way. No, we're, we're not, we're not big enough of a team to, to be running uh, webinars at the moment. Um, Got it. Um, yeah. So, and the reason for that is because, um, first of all, it, it's, it's not recommended for a realtor to learn digital marketing. Like it's not something that you should do. It's not, it's not your business, right? This is a business of a coaching company or an agency, someone that's just not just going to do does it, it all once, day long. They're going to do it all day. And this, this is their, this is their bread and butter. This is what they do all day long. So I, I would say if you're a team doing, over $50 million a year in volume, right? Sales volume. So that's probably like around um, like half a million dollars a year to, to a million dollars a year. If you're doing that, then you can start testing out webinars and, and, and VSLs because you, first of all, you need money to run ads. You need, you need a ton of money. I mean, I tried it. I, I tried running ads just, just on a, in a straight survey funnel, right? No, 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 no complications. Just, a lander to a survey funnel to, and, and I'll explain what a survey funnel is for, for your audience. So, um, and this is actually a good way to get started. If you're a solo agent or you're a, um, you're in a team, we're actually getting listings from survey funnels, which is actually pretty good. Um, a survey funnel is just, it's a, it's, it's a lander, right? It says it's really nice copywriting. 
it says, hey, you know, we're if you're looking to sell your home, what's the value of your home type of deal, right? Or home seller's guide, right? A lot of people use that home seller's guide or a uh, value of your home or a cash offer for your home, right? A lot of people click on those like, hey, what can I get for my house, right? Just, just they just want to find out. And the ad has to be very regulated and you need some experience running ads, especially on Facebook because they'll, they'll reject your ads all day long. But once you get the right ad and the right cost per click and the right um, impressions, right CPL, all that, all that, all that technical stuff, right? Then, then once you get it going, it takes you to the lander and from the lander, it takes you to a survey. And there's many software products that will literally, it's just like they start clicking like, Oh, what's what? What do you have? Single family or two family? Click, click. Then the next question: How long have you owned your home? Click, click. Um, how? What's your motivation level? Right? Very motivated or not motivated? Click, click. And then it just takes them towards the process. And at the end, it asks for their first, last name, phone number, email. Right? They already committed to taking micro actions. So now they're now they're saying, okay, I'll just finish the survey. And there's there's the, you get you get leads you get leads that way. And that's a good way to get started if you're a solo agent or if you're a small team because there's not all the complications of webinars and, and writing up the, the script for the webinar and then you know spending a week trying to write all the, the slides and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like it's 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 a lot of work. Doing a, um, creating a webinar is it's a tremendous it, it, undertaking. It's a tremendous, yeah, it's a tremendous undertaking. I mean, you know, if, if you're doing it by yourself, I mean, you'll, you'll spend a month trying to do it. Um, but if, if you're doing it with a team, it'll be less. But at the end of the day, like, it's just going to take you a long time. So we recommend survey funnels to get started. And uh, we, we had some success with it. I would say um, on you got to have money though, because you're, you're, you know, Facebook knows how much a listing sells for and they know how much they need to charge you right to to get to get a listing so you're you're probably going to spend like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars per client right and commission checks are what 10 grand right so they know they know they pretty much know how much they need to charge you for one yeah that's a whole nother conversation I know. <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's segue a little bit why yeah. did you choose exp dude i mean I was uh, honestly like I was uh, I, I follow one of my friends uh, and I'll give you the story of, of, of him, why he why he decided to move to EXP. So 2020 pandemic, he he had a ton of listings. Right. He was a you know, top producing real estate agent. Him and I combined, we lost probably over two hundred thousand dollars in in 30 days from the pandemic because we had we were carrying about 25 listings in total, right? And we had probably about 15 deals pending in contracts. So we in, combined, we had about $200,000 in pending checks, commission checks. And it all went like, it all went, it just exploded. Everything exploded in February and March because the banks just decided one day they were like, sorry, we're just not gonna lend to you today because there's a global pandemic. We're not gonna lend. And uh, they shut down so many loan programs. I mean, non-QM programs were dead. Um, any anything that was not like 700 credit score was pretty much dead. Any deal FHA under 680 credit score was killed. They they killed every deal. 
And, and so that that's us, right? We were, we had deals and contract, we had all these things, and we're counting on that to pay our bills, our, our assistant, you know, we had, I had a, had a, had a, in like a local administrative assistant, I was paying her $40,000 a year in salary. And the next day when, when we heard, when we learned that all our deals were dead, I had to, I had to fire her. I had to fire that, that girl. And I still feel bad about it. And he had to fire his assistant as well. So we're like, we have no money. We're almost broke. We're about to file for bankruptcy. What, what the hell should we do? And so, you know, he was like, you know, I'm just going to move all my stuff back from my office. He was paying a thousand dollars a month in rent at Keller Williams. And we had a very high cap, um, $36,000 that we have to pay out 64, 36. And we just ran the numbers. We started talking to this guy at EXP. His name is Juan Barreneche, who's has a seven figure real estate team in Queens. And he basically broke it down for us. He pulled out this huge, this, this huge like spreadsheet like this and in, 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 on the TV in, in our office. And, and he ran the numbers and said, look, if you sell this many homes with EXP, this is how much you're going to make. If you sell this many homes with KW, this is how much you're going to make. And now add on top all the agents that you're going to bring on to EXP over the next three years. And this is how much you're going to make. And we're like, dude, like what, what the hell are we doing at KW? Like, <laughs> so, so um, we both made the decision at the same time to leave Keller Williams. And um, I had a team of four agents. He had a team of five. So in total, we brought over like 10 agents in total. And, and that's, that's pretty much how, how it happened. And we're, we're like, we're happy because when we move, to EXP, the stock was at like $6, <laughs> you know? And so now the stock is like, like $60, like 45 right now. So it kind of like, like almost five X over the time, the past, the past couple of, uh, couple, couple of years that we, since we switched over. So, so yeah, man, just great decision. Um, the CEO is like, you know, a genius and, uh, the company has absolutely no debt. We're cash positive every quarter. The, uh, the EPS is, you know, earnings per share at EXP is actually way lower than the average NASDAQ or, or S&P 500 uh, company. So there's, there's still plenty of upside. And um, a, lot of the, a lot of people thought when, when you know, EXP started almost 10 years ago, they thought that when they joined um, 10 years later, that that was the bottom, right? That was the top of EXP. Like, okay, oh, this is where the, this is where the pyramid scheme ends, right? Because how can you get any more agents? And th- that was back when we had 36,000 agents. Yeah, 68,000 agents later. And yeah, 68,000 agents later, we're like, you know, we're just getting started because we just opened in India, right? We, I was at EXP Con. We had that talk of, uh, uh, there was this guy from India who literally had recruited 20,000 agents all by himself, literally by himself. He just brought the entire country together. Uh, this guy's like, I think he's like a, like a musician or like some kind of influencer, big time influencer. And, uh, they approached him, right. They said, dude, you don't even need a license. <laughs> you don't even need, cause they don't need licenses in India, right. They don't, you know, they, nobody's there's, there's no real estate license or commission or anything like that. Everything's completely unregulated. So Michael Valdez, the president of global expansion at EXP, who's like major, major guy, 
approached him and said, hey, we have an opportunity for you. You literally don't have to do anything other than what you're already doing, which is being a influencer on social media. Why don't you join EXP? And this is another revenue stream for you. And he did and literally like made one post on, on uh, I believe made one post on his Facebook page and just got 500 agents under him that same day. And then from there, those 500 brought another 500 and those 500 brought another thousand agents. And just Network exploded. marketing 101. Network marketing 101. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it just kept exploding uh, over and over. I mean, personally, my team has brought like 875 agents in New York and there's 50,000. No, there's 100,000 agents just in the state of New York. 50,000 in the state of New Jersey. So, I mean, we're just, we're just getting started, man. That's awesome. That is yeah. what's really cool about the model. You know, it is a very profitable company, a very lean company, a very adaptive company when it comes to leveraging technology and people to drive that technology. So yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan I mean, I think of, I think of EXP as a, you know, going back to ClickFunnels, I, I think of EXP as a tech company more than a real estate brokerage. Yep. First, first because we don't have any offices, right? We don't have any brick and mortar. There's no, oh, today we're opening an EXP office in Dallas, Texas. It's, it's all concentrated in Washington state, right? And it has the same recurring revenue that ClickFunnels has. They have a $99 a month um, membership, right? EXP has an $85 a month membership, right? ClickFunnels has upsells. EXP has upsells, right? Uh, ClickFunnels has um, paid events, right? Events or, or uh, um, uh, coaching sessions. And, yep. uh, you know, you have the inner circle, right? It's $100,000. You have the uh, two comma club. You have the two comma X or something like that when you're like at $10 million a year. Yeah. So EXP has the same thing as the icon agent, right? You, you heard about that icon yep. agent. If you sell more than you cap and you sell 20 homes more than that, yep. then you're icon agent or you can become a mega agent icon team agent. Uh, so you get that and you get tons of perks out of that, tons of stock. They, they just throw you, they just give you a, a bag of stock. <laughs> and uh, and so it's the same kind of idea and the same model. So then once you become an icon agent, they they also give you like icon coaching, which you have to pay for, obviously, but they give you all that. So there's like the, this value ladder at EXP as well. Um, the same way I see, you know, something like ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels' value right now, I believe they had a, a, Russell was talking about how they had a meeting with this guy from Dubai or something like that, this billionaire who took him on a private jet to like, uh, I don't know where they met. I think they met in Florida or something like Miami. And uh, Todd Dickerson was there, the, 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 uh, the co-founder. And they, they sat with the guy and the guy offered them $1 billion for ClickFunnels on the spot. They were like, we're going to pay you. We're going to become, we're going to make you guys billionaires. We're going to give you $1 billion for ClickFunnels. And guess what? Guess what Russell did? He turned it down. He turned down. I don't know if you knew this, but the, he turned down $1 billion for ClickFunnels. And now he's like, we're just going to do ClickFunnels 2.0. And they're going to be valued now at what? $2 billion. Right. 
Same thing at, at as EXP, where they were valued at a billion dollars uh, just like a couple of years ago. And now we're at $6 billion, you know? And this guy, Dixis, I forgot his name. He's like the, the, uh, the CFO. He was saying that, that if, if EXP had the same EPS as Tesla, we, we'd be at, at, at $50 billion valuation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're like, we're, you know, this company's extremely undervalued. Um, you have many people at, in, you know, Wall Street, you have Red, Silo, uh, or these, all these giants, they're all, they're all going against, they're all shorting the stock. Cause you can see, you can see the, see the graphs and trends. Everybody's shorting the stock cause they, they don't want EXP to come out to, to, to grow. Um, and, and, it, and it's crazy. I mean, just if you talk about a company like Zillow, for example, you, you heard the news that they, they stopped their iBuyer program, right? Yep. Yep. So the reason they did that was basically because they hire a bunch of kids right out of college and said, you know what, we're going to turn you guys into real estate investors. Go ahead and, and, and just start. We, there, here's a billion dollars, right? Here's, here's fi- like a 500,000, 500 million dollars. Go and buy some houses. And, and, you know, they were paying them uh, compensation, like commission, right? Bonuses for, for buying these homes. And uh, you got these college kids who are like, you know, F it, like, fuck it. Like we're, we're just going to buy a bunch of houses. And and uh, we uh, how much money can we get? And so they're literally buying homes way over asking, way over market value. And now Solo is you know stuck with the bag. They pretty much bought like two thousand homes that they cannot sell. And now they're trying to they're basically just trying to sell it to freaking Blackstone for you know for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and, as a portfolio. And, yeah, yeah, huge portfolio. And, um, and they, they, they just don't know how to run the business, but EXP did it in a way that still keeps the real estate agent in the center of, 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 uh, of the business, right? Because they're the local, the local foot, foot on the ground and it doesn't cost them anything. It doesn't cost EXP anything to have 60,000 agents in its roster. They're actually, they're paying, the, the agents are paying EXP for, for, for being part of EXP. So yeah. EXP doesn't doesn't have any 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 liability by bringing on another fifty thousand agents if they wanted to, you know, because it's another eighty five dollars a month for EXP. So well, and they know it's a numbers game. Yeah, right? like yeah, yeah, it's and, a numbers game, but it's a very you need people and partners in this business, and you need people to get the transactions done. Like that's what it comes down to. You know, you need to know your local market. You need to know the local values. You need to know your local neighborhoods and you need to know the community that you're serving. And that's what a real estate agent's job is at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, so EXP has not literally has not lost any money from the iBuyer program that they're running. So like they have an iBuyer program, which I'm certified on. And um, because every agent that does a deal, right? First, their, their, their experience, right? Number one, their experience. They know their local market because that's their market. They live and breathe that market. So they know the comps, you know, everything. There's no way they can screw that up. And then there's the second layer, right? Which is EXP is not the one buying, buying the deal. They have, a, they have different iBuyers that will purchase deals based on their buying criteria. So now you have 
you have three layers. You have no two layers. You have the local real estate agent making sure that the deal is good, right? There's enough equity in the deal. And then you have the iBuyer who's also double checking, making sure that whatever they're buying, they're making a profit. They're going to make a profit on. And EXP is just the middleman. They're just they're just putting it every, everything together. They, they, they're providing the platform, the technology platform to uh, to make that happen. And so it's like, you know, agents are just going on, going to the house, taking some pictures, go back, upload the pictures into the into the platform, and they click a button and the iBuyer says yes. And then boom, it just it closes like on the spot. So it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I love yeah. the model. I think the model is great. Yeah. Okay. So I want to be conscious of your time. And thanks for sharing everything that you've shared, Arturo. This has been awesome, man. Yeah. But absolutely. um I know one of the things that you do is you're actually a social media coach for realtors and you help them kind of carve out a niche for themselves. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what does that look like? Yes. So I hire a, um, I hire a marketing agency not too long ago to help me come up with some type of an offer. And I was just trying to think like, what's the one thing that agents need? Like they need somebody to just to be their accountability buddy or to like to do that. No, we already have that, right? We already have Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, have all these guys. Do they need someone to give them leads? Yes. But then they have, you know, very expensive marketing agencies that are selling them, you know, big packages for that. And so that's something that's more for like an experience agent. And so who can I help? Who can I help? I'm only been in the business for six years. Who can I actually help? And I thought that I should be able to be able to help new agents, new agents who are just getting started in the business. What is it that they need to become successful, to get their first couple of deals going, to get their first couple of listings, get the, get those buyers and get that confidence going, right? And so to me, I kept seeing profiles on Facebook and Instagram of real estate agents, and they're not purposeful with their with their content, right? That's the number one thing. They're not purposeful. They just throw out whatever whatever's out there. So we have a coaching program for new real estate agents who want to be successful on social media and using digital marketing. So we help them brand themselves as the alpha agent of their community. It's called the alpha agent, alpha agent, um, a pack. That's what I call it. And uh, we're just alpha just because we want them to be the number one real estate agent in their local market. So we teach them branding, social media, content creation. Uh, and it's a course, it's a course plus live coaching as well um, that we do. And um, so far we have like over, we just started like a couple of months ago. So we have like over what, 25, 25 members right now, just, just, and they're all, they're all very exclusive. Like I'm not, you know, I have a whole business that I'm running right now. So I don't have time to like fully put, you know, my time into this, sure. but we've, we, I've selected a few people that I thought that would be great candidates. And those 25 agents are just are doing amazing right now. They're doing, they're doing great. They went from being completely unknown in their market, right? A lot of agents are like their secret agents. They just don't want to talk about their business. They think they're like, they're spamming their 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 their, uh, their social circle, and the reason they feel like they're spamming because because they are, <laughs> they are spamming. A lot of these agents they'll just post like a property like a property link like here's the listing whatever here 
put posted on Facebook. But the ones that are having a lot of success are actually being more purposeful with their content. They're throwing out video. They're you know going doing stories and reels, and they're optimizing their profiles and all that. So yeah, so that's what we're doing, and um, and it's 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 going pretty well, man. It, I've I've seen a lot of results with uh, new agents and also agents that are like you know they've been in the business for a long time and they kind of fell behind in the times you know what i mean like they just they've been doing the same thing over and over they're still cold calling they're still door knocking for deals and i'm like dude there's like there's a better way to there's a better way to do this man so i think you used a good word there about being like intentional and purposeful for the content right so rather than just throw out and say hey i got a new listing blah 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 versus actually creating more of a campaign for each individual listing or property that they have to put it out there. And I feel like a lot of people want to like separate personal and professional. And I think when you are a real estate agent or an insurance agent or a lawyer or an accountant, often it's very hard to do that in, you know, like what I call the professional services industry, because ultimately you're building a relationship, like you are in a relationship business. So for me, it's one bucket, personal and professional. So if I am a real estate agent or I run a podcast or whatever, we're a social media coach, like those things are going to be on my profile and my profile is going to be optimized for what I do and who I help because that's the end goal, right? Do you right. agree with that philosophy? 100%, 100%. I mean, the first coach that I had, I had many coaches. The first coach, branding coach was like, there's no difference. You are you, right? You are you as a person, right? You're a dad, you're a husband, you're an engineer, you're a podcaster, you're a real estate engineer, investor. So all of those things are part of who you are. So to separate them just doesn't make any sense. You know, to have a profile for this and a profile for that, it, 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 to me, it's like, why would you want to do double the work? Number one. Well, and then, it's funny because I think a lot of people try to say, okay, this is my personal profile and my business page. And I need to drive business from my business page. You only need a business page to run ads. It's not necessarily going to help you with your business. Yeah, absolutely. You will not get you, especially now. I mean, if you, if you talk to me maybe two, three years ago and you said you should be using your Facebook page to driving organic engagement. I would say, sure, that, that could work. But now Facebook has pretty much killed organic reach on your Facebook page. They want you to pay for ads, right? Now you can use Instagram. That's great for organic. But for your Facebook page, you're just running ads. So what people have shifted into now is using their personal profile and basically using it as a, as, as a, as a landing page, you know, as a, as a homepage almost for, so people are not using websites anymore. They're using their Facebook page as their homepage. So in, in my, in my page, I, I hire, you know, someone, some guy from Fiverr, they pay him like whatever, like $20. He did a cover for me, right. On my Facebook page. That's the first thing you want to do, right. It's just some free advice, have a Facebook cover page that explains like in big banner, you have big piece of real estate right at the top of your Facebook profile that says who you are. And you have one too. I have one too. That says who you are and what you do. Because that's the first thing that people are going to see when they come in, right? When they come into your profile. Then you want to have links 
right? For, for any kind of offer that you have in your, on the left side of your Facebook profile. In your cover, you're gonna have, if when you click on the cover, there should be a link there to your website, right? For your services or whatever. And then when you're posting, right? I mean, if you're in business, why would you post a cat meme or, you know, Taylor Swift's new song? If you're in business, you should be using your profile purposely to drive business back to you. You know, it's like when, when people tell me that they use a personal profile and a business profile and they have two separate profiles, I think that they're, you're, you're either you're hiding something or there's some uh, like some weird stuff going on in your personal profile. Like you're either posting, you're, you're, you're posting like religious, sexual or, or political stuff in your profile. And that's why you don't want people to see it. And first of all, you shouldn't be doing that either. Anyway, you know, like you should never post any, any like political stuff, no religious stuff. That's like mark, like marketing one-on-one, like branding one-on-one. Don't piss people off. Yeah, Keep it clean. <laughs> keep it. Yeah, exactly. Keep it, keep it clean and keep it as you neutral know, as possible. Neutral as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And when it comes to that, so it's just, I have one profile. A lot of the people that, that I've taken courses from and coaching from, they say, use one profile because you have a limit of 5,000 friends, right? On Facebook, it's 5,000 customers, man. That's 5,000 customers. So it, for you to think that, okay, oh, I'm limited to 5,000 people on my Facebook. Why would I waste time? No, you can, you can make some really great relationships out of 5,000 people. I mean, just think about it. 5,000 people. If 5,000 people bought a house from you, you, you'd be, you'd be pretty good. You know, you, a lot you, of transactions. Yeah, that's a lot of transactions. Imagine if you could just have repeat business from those five thousand people. So, as a, as an EXP agent, all I do all day long is I just add real estate agents to my, you know, to my uh, to my Facebook uh, as Facebook friends because that's what that's what I'm doing. And uh, on Instagram, I'm I'm posting content. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going in on video a lot more. So first thing, you know, just get a videographer. Don't try to do it yourself. <laughs> get someone to make the video for you get that going as soon as possible and youtube as well so i'm, I'm doing all three i batch my content so i i like on a weekend right on a sunday i just like this sunday i'm just gonna go and make like three videos three youtube videos you change you go and you change your clothes right <laughs> right you chase you change the shirt put in another shirt you're back hey guys what's going on <laughs> like you have another you know you got another video coming take that off, throw another one, put on a hat. And you're like, Hey guys, what's going on? And it's like, people can't tell the difference, but that's what I learned, Matt. That's what I learned at EXP con. They're like, you know, these guys are like, they're make they're, they're just putting in so much content, so much freaking content that it's insane. So yeah, got to have one profile. Man. I love it. Okay. Arturo, two last things, man. And uh, Absolutely. we'll get you out of here. Number one, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, reach out to you? What's the best way? Do you have a website, email, Facebook? What do you prefer? Best best way to reach me, it's uh, Instagram. So it's uh, Arturo Castaneda underscore. That's how you can reach me on Instagram and uh, or Twitter, Twitter XT, XT Arturo. You can reach me there as well. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's the best way to collaborate with me or, or follow me there, you know? So yeah, you can follow me there. Okay. And the last thing is if there's one golden nugget you can give your fellow real estate professionals, just one thing that somebody walks away from this with, what is that? Um, relationships over transactions. 
always always put relationships first over transactions. And I'll give you an example of um, of something that I did uh, back in the day that was uh, quite stupid. So I had a listing that I got a seven hundred thousand five percent listing. And we ended up getting the homeowner and the seller like way over asking. I mean, we got her like so much money over asking. And I was greedy and I was stupid. I went back to the homeowner, to my client, and I said, hey, you know, we got you this great number. How about we make it six? <laughs> How about we make it 6% instead of 5%? And, uh, and I gave her like this really bad taste in her mouth. And so... We just, we, 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 we never had that same trust ever again. I learned my lesson never to do that. Um, when we close, she never, she, I, I call her, I said, Hey, congratulations. Say, Oh, thank you very much. And blah, blah, blah. And, um, three years later, I never got a referral from her, never got anything, anything from her. So that was a, that was a huge mistake. So don't, 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 don't try to, don't try to swindle people. You know, I, I, I try to swindle somebody for like an extra one point. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And the, the clients that I've worked with that I've gone above and beyond, they, they still call me. They're like, I have another, I have a client for you. I have a friend that wants to buy. I have a friend that wants to sell. And, uh, or, or they, they're like, I want to buy another house, you know? So, um, when you're first starting as a realtor, it's tough. Like it's, it's difficult because you don't have clients, you have nothing. And so you gotta, you gotta find a way, man. You just gotta just grind it out as much as possible. Um, but if you want to speed it up, get a coach. If you want to speed it up, get a, you know, hire somebody one off, get a coach and, 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 and they'll teach you. They will. Ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help, man. Ask for help. Go to, and if you cannot afford a coach, go to a top producer and, and tell them, listen, man, I want to just shadow you and just learn from you, you know? So, relationships or transactions, man. Just just do that. I love it. Arturo, this has been awesome, man. Thank you for your time today and dropping some knowledge with us, man. Thank you, man. It was great being with you and I uh, hope we can do it again. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>